on today's Locked On Texan podcast, OTAs. Pumps a little bit before we get too excited for year two and year one for some of our rookies. We're going to dive into all of that and more on today's Locked On Texan podcast. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to discuss the OTAs, some of the things that we were able to see from yesterday. And I wanted to start off the show with speaking about Brandon Cooks, who was in attendance at the Mm. Texas Voluntary OTAs on Tuesday. One of the first players on the field, uh, sources were able to tell us, and Cody, um, before we dive into Brandon Cooks, I personally would like to say that you guys know whenever you pay, play more than four to five years in the NFL, if you don't got to be there, you're not going to show up half the time. This is voluntary. That means you can volunteer to show up if you want to. You ain't getting necessarily <laughs> paid. You ain't got to clock in. This is all under the 501. This is charity work right now. But to see Brandon Cooks, come out there and, you know, be a part of this rebuilding process and getting that timing down with Davis Mills, who we'll get into out there showing that veteran leadership by being present. That's the biggest thing you can have leadership, but if your presence isn't felt, then it really doesn't matter. So him being out there was great. Uh, Davis Mills said last month that he is extremely excited to continue working with Brandon Cooks. He continued with that. He has a ton of talent and makes it really hard on defenses to game plan, to go out there and to stop him. And so that's the biggest thing for Davis Mills, getting that connection and making it harder on defenses to stop this Houston Texan offense. Amazing. I do want to say that linebacker Kamu Grugier-Hill, defensive end John Grenard, and defensive end Michael DeWanfor were uh, limited as, at practice as well on Tuesday. And so we'll take that jump to Gennard and play with that in tomorrow's show. But just wanted to go out and start the show off with a bang by saying, ladies and gentlemen, the veteran leadership and presence is being felt with the Houston Texans at this time. For Davis Mills, we'll talk about him a little bit. What are we going to do here, too? Are we pumping the brakes, Cody? What we're doing? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. And John, listeners and viewers, let me be the first one to say, yes, I understand this early. Yes, I understand that it is voluntary OTAs. It's not mandatory OTAs. It's not training camp. But, John, I must say, watching Davis Mills, I was a little bit underwhelmed. And I say that because... I did not see what I was expecting to see. And what I mean by that is I did not see the Davis Mills who finished out last year very strong. Now, he did have an okay day. He had some great throws. Yes. Farrell Brown was was by far the highlight of the day between him and Farrell Brown. By the way, it's kind of funny that Farrell Brown came out and completed that nice pass because mm-hmm. on yesterday, we talked about where would he fall in this very crowded tight end position. 
But John, I'm not jumping off the general meal train as of yet, but I do want to pose the question. Is it time to kind of pump the brakes on Davis Mills just a little bit? Because John, on yesterday, like we just mentioned, he had a very okay day. But there were times where Davis Mills was inconsistent. There was times where it seems like the ball wasn't quite going to his target. I mean, he did throw a touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks. But this guy struggled on 7-on-7 drills. This guy struggled on 11-on-11 drills. And I'm looking at this from a standpoint, if this is a guy who is given a fair opportunity to be a franchise quarterback for this organization, if this is a guy who we are saying, okay, you are going to be, you know, forget the franchise quarterback title, you are without a doubt the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans in 2022, there is no way you should still be struggling on 7-on-7 and 11-on-11 drills. Once again, he had an okay day. Touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks, connected with Philip Dorsett. And by the way, Dorsett is really trying to make his name yeah, he looks strong good. in this crowded wide receiving core. You know, we talked about the beautiful connection he had between him and Farrell Brown. But, John, I, I just got a little bit concerned. Maybe it was Russ. Maybe it was just a bad day. I understand it. Everybody deserves a bad day or two. The weather but, was a little tricky mm. for Houston. Uh on Tuesday as well. It had some rain, a couple of showers kind of fall through and that, that passed. So uh, maybe that affected Davis Mills. But Cody, if you don't mind, I would like to say that I don't think fans can pump the brakes on Davis Mills. And by the way, year mm -hmm. two for a quarterback who in the last four seasons has played maybe a 35 games. Uh, That's true. You know, the, the seven on sevens, the 11 on 11s, with a roster that has had some overturn. I mean, yes, Brandon Cooks is back. Um, you do have some of your targets back from last year, but you're also trying to work in some new guys. You're also working against some new guys on the defensive side of the ball. But no, fans can't pump the brakes, and I'll tell you why. This isn't a situation where, you know, I, I would say the Baltimore Ravens, for example, whenever they drafted Lamar Jackson, when they jumped back up in the first round and, and you know, to draft Lamar Jackson – this isn't a situation where Davis Mills is Joe Flacco and there is a Lamar mm. Jackson on the roster. This isn't a situation where Davis Mills is Tom Savage and there is a Deshaun Watson <laughs> on the roster. This isn't one of those situations. No, it's Davis Mills and other guys who we are prepared to you know, play some football in case he does not get the job done in the regular season or an injury happens. And of course the other guys on the roster of quarterbacks that are fighting amongst themselves to make the roster and to be a part of this 53 man roster. And I'll also like to say that uh, head coach Levy Smith has already said that you guys know where I stand on Davis Mills. I believe that he can be an excellent quarterback for this uh, NFL. So, I mean, we can, we can, lower our expectations a tad, um, but we also have to look at this offense may not even be a complete offense at this time, but to pump the brakes, let's pump the brakes on pumping the brakes because who else do they actually have to, you know, really complete compete and be a quarterback that can go out there and win games? Well, you know, pumping the brakes in terms of after what I just gave you, for what I was able to see on the first day of voluntary 
OTAs. From what you have been told, what sources told you, John, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. We talked about what was success for Davis Mills look like individually. I believe you had him throwing for what, 3,500 yards, about 20-some touchdowns and like 10 interceptions, somewhere along those lines. Do you or do you not still feel confident that he's going to be able to go out there and produce these types of numbers? I get it. I understand it. It's extremely early. I don't want to overreact, but at the same time, like I just mentioned, what you've been told, what I was able to see, it's not looking like it is going to be, have an opportunity to trend in that direction. Yeah, Cody, uh, we've been doing this show for a very long time. We are in May. I think I, you know that I'm the wrong person to ask about overreacting, underreacting, or reacting mm -hmm. at all, or mm -hmm. acting at all. I'm not going to Smith anything. I'm not going to go out there and slap a, you know, a big statement about saying Davis Mills is I'm not doing any of that right now. We're just analyzing, and there were some throws that he made in the rain or in bad weather that were very impressive. Then he had some drives where he didn't look that good. The fact of the matter is, this is a voluntary OTAs, so um, mm -hmm. we ain't even in July. We ain't even in June. I personally, at this time, I'm just waiting to allow that offense and allow Davis Mills and allow the young guys around him, the, the vets, the second-year players, the first-year players, the newcomers, the oldcomers, allowing them to kind of get some chemistry working right now. And then when the real training camp starts, that's when we'll be able to really sit back and decipher whether or not we should really pump the brakes or should Houston go out there and look at the market for another quarterback or not, or if Davis Mills is, in fact, the starting quarterback for the future of the Houston Texans. Got to tell you guys about the athletic green AG1, one of the best products I think we've been able to kind of promote to you guys. And I don't even want to look at it as a promotion. I'm sharing this information uh, with you. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced superfoods to help you start your day right. I, I got to tell you, when I take this in the morning, when I prep my day and I make it at night in order for it to be ready in the morning, it absolutely helps me with my energy. It helps me throughout the day with digestion. It really helps me get going to start my day off right. You can bring it, through, bring it with you on the road. And also, one thing about it is I'm an advocate. I've told my family and friends about it my friends at work, my coworkers, my colleagues, and I've been able to see people jump on that train within a couple of weeks. Hey, man, stopping me. Thank you. It helps me get my day started. The best part about it is a lifestyle-friendly product. Whether you eat keto, vegan, or dairy-free or gluten-free, AG1 fits your lifestyle. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial flavors. Still tasting good at the same time. It supports better sleep quality. Recovery supports mental health clarity, excuse me, and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with a constant product iteration and third-party testing. It's the best on the market. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. 
To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you one free year of supply, uh, supply of immune system supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreen.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers out there. Hey, thank you guys for checking us out for today on this hump day, getting the day started off right with the Houston Texan news. I wanted to let you guys know this is coming directly from the general, John McClain himself, who, mm, by the way, the retired, retired <laughs> but is still very active, I see. But um, and I had this very interesting tweet that I think is very important just to throw out there, Cody. Uh, and the tweet went a little like this. I know I'm biased because he played at Baylor. Oh, Lord. Rookie safety Jalen Petrie, the second-round pick, is already earning respect on and off the field from his coaches and teammates. If he's not starting the first game against the coach, I'll be stunned. Um hmm. I like that news simply because we talked about Christian Harris and trying to figure out when and where he'll play. I think that when you draft safety in the second round as high as Jalen Petrie was drafted, mm-hmm. who can do a little bit of everything on the field, I think that people may have concerns about his deep cover skills, which is very fair. I didn't get a lot of that in at Baylor. However, his athletic ability and the way you are able to move him around on that field, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. That could be something for Houston that they haven't seen since the Honey Badger and they haven't drafted since when Kareem Jackson finally figured out how to, you know, be effective in the NFL. So I think that's great news. Again, straight from the general's mouth himself, Jalen Petrie out there earning the respect of the Houston Texans. And I could definitely see why, because Jalen Petrie did have a pretty good day during his first ever voluntary OTA period. But, John... I don't want to rain on the Texans parade. I don't want to get down because I've been so hyped over the last couple of what weeks, probably ever since the draft. But John, the other guy that they drafted before Petrie, Derek Stingley, he was at his first ever voluntary OTAs on yesterday as well. He participated in football activities, but he did not participate in seven on seven. 11 on 11 drills and that was a little bit concerning too only because after practice we had an opportunity to talk to lovey smith and smith said that the houston texans are bringing stingley along slowly because rightfully this so. is a guy you rightfully so this is a guy who is still recovering from the foot injury that he sustained last year that limited him to only three games at LSU last season. We know about his injury history going back to his sophomore season at LSU. John, once again, I understand it's early, but in terms of the expectations that we had for Derek Stingley, hearing that he has yet to participate in seven on seven and 11 on 11 drills and the Houston Texans are bringing him slow when you have another draft mate in Jalen Peacher who is already out there going full, full force football, 
once again opposing this same question as we just did to davis mills is it time to kind of lower the expectations for stingley because i understand once again it's early but if stingley is going to be this team's number one cornerback and look all you got to do is take a look at this this schedule and if he's this team number one cornerback he's going to go up against a handful of some of the top wide receivers in the game to this year. How is he going to get the appropriate amount of, of reps in order to be ready when the 2022 season starts? This seems like something the Houston Texans should be getting him started now, covering and shadowing Brandon Cooks starting on yesterday. Well, I think that, <laughs> listen, <laughs> You know, I, but I, I think the deciding factor when it when it came down to uh, who will fit what the Texans want, and when they looked at Gardner and when they looked at Stingley, you can say that Stingley went up against Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase every day, and he was healthy when he was healthy, and he has the natural cornerback uh, skills for that position to be a playmaker and really take the ball up, take a receiver out of the ball game, which is what they want to do. As soon as they got that call, we want you to be the number one corner. We want you to follow the number one receiver on the opposing team. So if that's the case, you don't want to risk not being able to have him at 100% by rushing the back, rightfully so. That Lens Frank injury, which he said that he's almost 100% at the time of the combine and draft. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, it's okay. Listen, again, this is a part of the year – where there ain't no grind like the slow grind. <laughs> We're really pulling this out, but he'll be okay. The injury won't hold him back. I think he'll still be athletic. He'll still have that speed. He'll still have the ball skills. He'll still have the hand placements. He'll still have the, the you know the, the breakdown position. He'll still have the hips that he's been working and training his entire life to have. I don't think this is necessarily a big deal. I think for Lovey Smith. They're just giving him an opportunity to, you know, get as healthy, as healthy, as healthy as possible. And from there, when it's time to actually put him out on the field and involuntary workouts and those type of work, OTAs and training camp, when that actually matters, he'll be out there. I, I have no doubt that week one, Derek Singley, number 24, won't be on the field. Right now we are in May, right? And I, I think that's just – what it comes down to you don't want to risk anything in may yeah and, and i get it i understand it to a certain extent you know but like i mentioned i'm not gonna lie he did look good going through his normal football drills normal db drills that they was going through prior to seven on seven and eleven on elevens but i just wish i could have seen more because like i mentioned if he's about to go up against keenan allen and Devonte adams in the first what six games of the regular season man i was expecting him when i got to nrg stadium on yesterday i was expecting him to cover brandon cooks that day but i also want to mention yesterday was another day we had an opportunity to see john mechie he did his own individual working out he's looking good on the sideline of course he didn't he did not participate in any kind of football activities but he is coming along really good lovey smith also talked about that as well so you know john like i said i don't want to rain on nobody parade we opened the show talking about davis mills we we the second segment we talking about you know whether or not we should pump the brakes on Derek Stanley, but I think it all boils down to, like you just mentioned, 
it's May, first day of voluntary OTAs, but I do want to say this. I would give Stingley a pass, and I'll probably hold on to this to this thought that I'm having until mandatory OTAs. But as for Davis Mills, next Tuesday, next Wednesday, I better see a better day from him. I also, I would like to add that for Stingley in those one-on-ones, you know, when he was working out with his position group, he looked smooth. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He, you know what? I don't even want to say smooth. I want to say <laughs> the boy looks smooth. <laughs> right, the hip's still there, the footwork's still there, the hand placement, all of that is still there. So, you know, I'm not I, listen, ladies and gentlemen, don't get caught up in a t shirt Olympics, don't get caught up when it doesn't matter. But the technique, all that looked smooth with a VE at the end. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to be the number one source for all of your bet needs and sports information find all of the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs major league baseball scores boxing fights and even next season's nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs esports and much more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, because Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So before we get out of here today, <laughs> let's talk about the offseason disrespect. Cody's <laughs> going to go to Vegas. He's going to take a trip out to Vegas. I'm going to start with Peter King from NBC Sports. Has the Texans ranked the number 32 32nd team in his latest power rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter King said, at least the Texans know what they are. They're bad team drafting for the long term. Even if corner is not a vital need in new coach Levy Smith defense, Derek Stingley Jr. is not the best fit for Levy Smith's scheme. Uh, he was the best player available for GM Nick Casario and for Houston for the next six to eight years. Davis Mills, gets this season to prove to Casario with four first round picks in the next two draft. He's two drafts, excuse me. He's the quarterback of the future. I'm not optimistic for Mills who did have a 102 passer rating in his last five starts as a rookie, but that's why they play the games. Uh Cody Vegas, what 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 does Vegas have? I, just tell me what Vegas has. For the second consecutive year. Las Vegas has the Houston Texans as underdogs in all 17 games. And you would think Vegas would have learned their lesson after last year when there was underdogs, the first team in NFL history who was projected to go 0-17, and they pulled all four wins. Not only that, the chemistry is better, the camaraderie is better, I understand that I did open up the show talking about some concerns for Davis Mills, but at the end of the day, John, as you just mentioned, it is May, late May. 
And I still do believe that Davis Mills is going to have a better season. And by the way, the roster is better. The draft class is better. The coaching is better. There's no way in hell the Houston Texans should be underdog in all 17 games. I don't understand it, y'all listeners and viewers. I really don't. Yeah, and I think it's funny. And by the way, for Peter King to say that this is the worst team in the National Football League, I do not think that's Right, I think it's funny when you consider Houston went undefeated against the Jaguars last season. So, like, if we're playing a number game here, at the very least, the Texans should be 31st. But then you also have the Detroit Lions. Well, I'm just saying. You, you still have and the, the New York Detroit Jets. Lions. Giants. The Detroit Lions pick first. Uh, with Jacksonville. Number, Jacksonville pick. I'm sorry. Jacksonville pick first. Uh, Detroit no, Lions. No, 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 no. Yeah, Jacksonville did Jacksonville pick first. first. Detroit went second. Texans went third. So, again, well, if we're playing the number game, at the very least, shouldn't it be ranked 30th? I mean, what's the difference between the Texans uh, not getting better compared to the Lions and you're speculating the Lions got better? I don't I, – I, like, games still have to be played, Peter King. And for Vegas, all 17 games – they beat the Jaguars so twice stupid. last season. So, but this is what Houston has to go through. Whether it's the Rockets, whether it's the Texans, or whether it's those Yankees up in New York who are still butt hurt that they can't make it to a World Series and they use us as a scapegoat because they cheated. Like y'all ain't been pumping. Let me not get to all that. Thank you guys for checking out the Locked On Texas podcast. Not the locked on Yankees where they cheat as well. They pump iron and stuff. I'm not going to get into all that again. Uh, I'm John. So sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Uh, I don't cheat uh, like the Yankees do. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter at locked on Texans. I don't cry like the Yankees. Also, follow us and subscribe on YouTube at locked on Texans as well. There won't be any trash cans, Yankee fans. There won't be any pizza. Uh, there won't be any sub the trains and substations where <laughs> Master Yoshi hanging around. And, what rats. are you doing over there? We're not gonna have all of that down here in Houston. So you know, give us a follow. And since we're talking about the Big Apple, there's no way in hell the Houston Texans are worse than the Giants and the Jets. You know, the whole New York sports area is just sad. Because then you got to switch over to basketball. Well, the Brooklyn Nets are arguably the biggest disappointment in the NBA. The Knicks has have been a joke since what? They lost the championship in 94 to the Houston Rockets? Like, come on now, man. But anyways. Stems from the past. I'm mad at us because we kicked that ass, huh? We know hey, it. Hey, man. Hey, it is what it is. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, please love each other. Peace.